From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Well, almost the end of the year, November 1 edition of WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. It is with sad news that we announce the passing of Jeff passed away last Saturday, the funeral Thursday. Jeff was the old man of our previous education reporter, Kylie, VK6XYL, and our condolences, Kylie, from all at the WIA National News Team. In the first two weeks of online bookings for the special call sign VK100WIA to celebrate the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia next year, some 20 clubs have registered for a rostered three-day slot. Their registration details can be seen under the centenary section of the WIA website and demonstrate how they are to get right behind the centenary celebrations and promote amateur radio to the public. Last week here on the National News, we brought you details of the new mobile phone rules in Victoria. But beware of the changes. Vic Roads, the road authority in Victoria, is to adopt is to adopt is to adopt a modified new rule in relation to using iPhones or other GPS-enabled phones for navigation purposes and the audio music functions of such phones. Initially, it announced that its new rules to begin on the 9th of November would make the use of those phones illegal whilst driving. That is, in line with the intent of the new nationally agreed rules. Victoria was to be the first state or territory to say it will be applying the new rules. But Vic Roads has more recently announced it will allow GPS phones and music playing phones to be used in cars provided they are in a commercially made cradle. Learner and P1 plate drivers are totally banned from using mobile phones at all while driving. You do not have to be talking on a mobile phone to be using it. Simply have it in your hand or sitting on your lap can get you a fine for illegally using a mobile phone while driving. The rules of mobile phone use do not apply to the Press to Talk two-way radio system. Thanks, Barry VK3PV. For the full story, visit the Vic Roads website, the direct URL. Of course, along with all other points of contact that you hear in this edition of WIA National News can be found in the text edition of this broadcast. Three schools, a single RS contact. Here's Robert, VK3DN. A small school at Sassafras, about 40 kilometres east of Melbourne, is the latest to have an amateur radio contact with a crew member on the International Space Station. And in doing so, they have achieved a notable first for this activity. A total of 11 students from Sherbrooke Community School put questions to astronaut Robert Thirst, but in a spirit of friendship, shared their experience with two other schools. The RS contact on Wednesday the 28th of October also included questions from Sherbrooke sister schools, the Jialin Middle School in China and the Early Learning Centre at Thimpu in Bhutan. Hi, my name is Sam. This is a question from our sister school in China. What do you miss most when you're out there in space? Over. Hi Sam, um, I've missed my family the, the most. Six months is a long time to spend in space and there's many family events that uh, have not been able to share in during that period of time. After my family, I miss nature. So I miss uh, the wind on my face. I miss the smell of a newly cut lawn. I miss the sound of waterfalls. I'm looking forward to returning to nature. Over. Seven of the Sherbrooke students involved are radio amateurs, each holding an Australian Foundation licence. Congratulations to Ed Situ, VK3FAAT, a teacher at the Sherbrooke Community School and founder of the Radio Club, and also to Club President Jim McNabb, VK3AMN, and everybody involved in making this RS contact a huge success. 
Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater network across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. I'm Graham and my call sign VK7ZGK. AMS across Australia, I'm Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. From VK1, Crark moves. The Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club held its first meeting at the new premises last Wednesday night, 28th of October. The club has moved from Farrah to the Mount Mugger Scout Hall, Astrolabe Street, Red Hill. It was a packed night, with a presentation by Ian, VK1 India Alpha November, Going Mobile HF and APRS in the Bush. Could have been subtitled, What Not to Do. The second presentation was by Walters, VK1 Whiskey Juliet, who introduced members to a new digital audio technique for HF. Chris, VK1DO, was co-opted to act as auctioneer for the auction of equipment no longer required by the club. The auction raised $1,647, which will be used to build a new console and equip a new radio room in the hall. There was a record attendance of members, 49, who all expressed satisfaction with the new premises. Mount Janini, 2-metre repeater. It is believed that the 2-metre receiver has failed. The repeater can be used for the broadcast via the broadcast link receiver. However, we are unable to do callbacks. A new receiver will be tuned up and installed in the next couple of weeks. Most of the repeater team and club members are right now, while you listen to this broadcast, are involved in the Weissen exercise supporting Fitz's challenge bicycle endurance ride. To VK2, something different from the Port Stevens Amateur Radio Club. A fundraising idea and it doesn't include radios or antennas. This club wishes to present a cookbook to members and listeners who fancy themselves as cooks. The cookbook has recipes from members and friends and is 60 pages. Also included are a few non-alcoholic drinks. VK4. Combined 70cm net with Summerland and Gold Coast Amaradio clubs. Well, it's finally happened. A net on 70cm with a difference on Sunday nights. Both clubs, Summerland and Gold Coast, 8pm in VK2 on 438.675 at Lismore and 7pm in VK4 on 438.600 Gold Coast. There will be an Echolink connection. It's a casual net, so come along, be there. Talk to whoever is there from both clubs. It will be a lot of fun. A good way to let each club link their activities and catch up with friends or make new ones. News from Central Queensland. Townsville Amateur Radio Club tells us that Radar's annual dinner is happening soon, Friday 20th of November. Cost $25 each for the buffet dinner at the Rockhampton Leagues Club. It's the same weekend after the President's Lunch. VK6. An eight-year-old boy has been hailed as a hero after he hot-wired a two-way radio to call for help as his dad lay trapped in a wreckage of a truck rollover. Michael, who had been sitting in the sleeper's cab, crawled out of the wreck through the windscreen and tried to free his dad with a tyre lever. When that didn't work, he rummaged for the radio. It was pretty bunged up, Mr Burrowin said. 
It couldn't work because it wasn't connected to the truck anymore. I told Michael he could get it going with the spare battery. Michael will be nominated for a bravery award. VK7, NTARC's November meeting will see a very special presentation by Rex, VK7 Mike Oscar and Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, talking about the latest generation of optical light communication equipment and techniques. The development of communications by visible light started out with experiments by Mike, VK7 Mike Juliet and Chris, VK3 Alpha Mike Lima, and given a digital flavour by Rex and Justin. A transbass straight optical link is likely to succeed, especially if the air is clear. Well, that's all from Hams Across Australia. Back to News Central. I'm Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. I'm James, VK6NAH. Congratulations, Cathy, VK2FCRW. Cathy, VK2FCRW, has passed her regulations exam. Congratulations, Cathy. Now she's turning her focus on passing the standard theory exam. ARCS Academy will be conducting an upgrade course earlier in the new year. The course will be in two parts, regulations and theory. Regulations course will be on Saturday the 27th of March and Sunday the 28th of March. Standard and advanced theory upgrade course over five Sundays, May 25th, May 2nd, May 9th, May 16th with exams on May the 23rd. All ARCS Academy courses are free of charge and these will be conducted at their new Nunna Wedding Classroom. So when you finish your Christmas celebrations, why not consider an upgrade to your licence? Please contact vk3ark at wia.org.au. ARCS Academy also conducts regular foundation licence courses with the first course for 2010 to be held over the weekend of the 27th and 28th of February. ARCS Academy will also conduct courses at your club location on request. Box hunting and other amateur-related activities were with the kids at the HMO Science Advancement Days in South Africa recently. John and Lynn Wilscroft organised various activities. John reports that the 450 MHz licence-free fox hunt receivers and transmitters worked very well, with no reflection problems, and the receivers were very good in demonstrating the principles of the Yagi antenna. John told the SARL News... We first assembled the folded dipole and showed the pattern against the transmitter. We then added each element in turn and demonstrated how the antenna pattern changed. It made a clear and precise pattern for each element added and the kids commented that they had never seen it work before. In a letter to the managing director of the HMO, Dr Sianna Malinga wrote, On behalf of the HMO and the National Research Foundation, I would like to express our sincere gratitude and heartfelt appreciation to you all for visiting the HMO and running the fox hunting activity. The event was enjoyed by all and went a long way in showing the young ones that science can be fun. My daughter enjoyed it greatly. She was still talking about how enjoyable the hunt was at home at night. It is things like these that make the lasting and positive impression in these young minds and advanced science for the future. 
Students from Ghana, the Philippines, Sri Lanka and Zambia, and a city that I cannot pronounce unfortunately, attended the United States Telecommunications Training Institute Amateur Radio Administration course at the ARRL headquarters on October 12th till 16th. ARRL Technician Relations Manager Brennan Price, N4QX, coordinated the sessions and led the course. The curriculum covered a wide variety of amateur radio topics and concerns including licensing, spectrum requirements, disaster communications and antenna requirements, Price said. The curriculum also covered the International Telecommunication Union and its regulations as well as the process leading to the next World Radio Communication Conference 2012. For the WIA National News Service, I'm James, VK6NAH, in Perth, WA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, International News, with thanks to Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Canada's ham community to commemorate the 2010 Winter Olympics. Ham Radio will be a part of the 2010 Olympics. The upcoming Olympic Games in Canada will be celebrated on the ham bands. This with word that members of the Vancouver Olympics Amateur Radio Group will be activating three special event stations to promote and commemorate the Vancouver Winter Olympic and Paralympic Games to be held in February and March of 2010. The special activity is already underway and will continue through March 2010. Operations will be on all bands and modes with the first station, VG7V, on the air from October 1st through to November 30th. Then comes VG7W from December 1st of this year through to January 31st of 2010. The final call will be VG7G, taking to the airwaves on February 1st and continuing through to March 31st, 2010. The Vancouver Olympics Amateur Radio Group says that it will be consolidating all contacts and intends to post them electronically to the ARRL's Logbook of the World. In addition, commemorative paper QSL cards for those who want them will be available at the conclusion of the events in April 2010. Cards received via the QSL Bureau will be returned the same way. In addition to the commemorative operation, radio amateurs will also be handling many of the logistics for the games. Word is that most of this will be short-range communications on the 1.3 metre or 220 megahertz band using FM and numerous local repeaters. New 23 centimetre discussion group formed. A new internet-based reflector group has been created to discuss the use of D-Star digital voice and high-speed data on the 1.2 GHz band. Called D-Star 23cm, the group's discussions centre around the use of ICOM ID1 mobile, IC9100 transceivers, RP1V and RP2V digital voice repeaters and all aspects of 23cm data and voice communications using D-Star technology. Iran may put satellite in the ham satellite bands. Turning to ham radio space relay news, there is a possibility that Iran's Mezbah 2 satellite slated for launch early 2010 could operate on frequencies allocated to the amateur satellite service. An online report from astronautics.com says that the original Mezbah satellite lost in a 2005 launch failure was to have operated on amateur satellite service frequencies. Now it's been reported that Iran's Minister of Communications and Information Technology, Reza Takipur, says that the replacement Mezbah satellite has successfully completed pre-launch tests and is now ready for liftoff early next year. Sweden's SAQ on the air October and December. The historic Alexanderson alternator transmitter located at Grimton, Sweden will next take to the airwaves December 24th at 0800 UTC. This museum station is operated by volunteers on special days throughout the year. It transmits CW on the frequency of 17.2 kHz, signing the call SAQ. 
If nothing else, the station's well worth listening out for because of its CW as a musical sound and is very unique. QSL cards are available for this Christmas Eve's transmission. Radio St Helena Day, November 14th. If you like to listen out for rare shortwave stations, then this is for you. Amateur Radio Newslines, Jim Davis, W2JKD, writing in a recent edition, said Radio St Helena Day will be on Saturday, 14th of November, 2009. This rare station is located on the island of St Helena, which lies in the South Atlantic off the coast of Angola. The station normally provides local radio service to the island and has a range of about 100 kilometres. But once a year it broadcasts internationally on shortwave at 11.092.5 MHz on upper sideband with its famed Party on the Air program. This year's operation will begin at 2000 UTC and conclude at 0100 UTC with the last 90 minutes beaming toward North America, Central America and the Caribbean. A special QSL card will be available to confirm reception reports. To get a QSL from Radio St Helena, you must send a written and verifiable reception report by airmail and include sufficient return postage to Radio St Helena, PO Box 93, Jamestown, St Helena, STHL, 1ZZ, South Atlantic Ocean. Mark your envelope via airmail, via United Kingdom and Ascension. For those not aware, St Helena was named after St Helena of Constantinople. RF Technology, Scam News. How to lock your car and why? Not a joke. Is this a new urban myth? While travelling, my friend's son stopped at a roadside rest to use the bathroom. When he came out to his car less than four or five minutes later, someone had got into his car, stolen his cell phone, laptop, computer, GPS navigator, briefcase, you name it. He called the police and since there were no signs of his car being broken into, the police told him he'd been a victim of the latest robbery tactic. Seems that there is a device that robbers are now using to clone your security code when you lock your doors on your car using your keychain locking device. Baddies sit at a distance away and watch for the next victim. They know you are going inside the store, restaurant or bathroom. They know they've got a few minutes to steal and run. The police officer said to manually lock your car door by hitting the lock button inside the car. That way, if there was somebody sitting in a car park watching for the next victim, it won't be you. When you hit the lock button on your car upon exiting, it does not send the security code. But if you walk away and use the door lock on your keychain, it sends the code through the airwaves where it can be instantly stolen. Now, we do probably believe this is a myth, and why? Purely because of the next line, a favourite with the Let's Pass on a Virus Warning Brigade. Be wisely aware of what you have just read, and please pass this on. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In New South Wales, it can be heard on various frequencies from 160 metres to 23 centimetres. From VK2WI, Dural, at 10am every Sunday. I'm Eric, VK2VE. Believe it or not, this story from our Weird and Wonderful file. I'm John, VK2JJW, and this is the Weird and Wonderful, the Wolfhong. Every amateur should know and tremble at the history and origins of this fearsome instrument for the punishment of amateurs who cultivate bad operating habits and who nourish and culture their meaner instincts on the air. The Wolfhong. This implement, according to ARRL history, was invented, or at any rate discovered, by the old man himself, just as amateurs were getting back on the air after World War I. The old man, who later turned out to be Hiram Percy Maxim, W1AW, co-founder and first president of the ARRL, first heard the Wolfhong described amid the howls and garble of interference as he tuned across a band filled with signals that exemplified all the rotten operating practices then available to amateurs. 
As the old man heard it, the wolfhong was being used on some hapless offender so effectively that he investigated. After further effort, T.O.M. was able to identify and locate a wolfhong. The old man never prescribed the exact manner in which the wolfhong was to be used, but amateurs need only a little imagination to surmise how painful punishments were inflicted on those who stooped to liddish behaviour on the air. The original wolfhong is now on display at ARRL headquarters. Find out more about this dreaded instrument of torture at the address given in this week's text news or Google Wolfhong, W-O-U-F-F-H-O-N-G. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Operational News, on-air contest column, dateline 2009. November 1, ZL Strait Key Night. November 28 and 29, VK Spring VHF UAG Field Day. November 28 and 29, CQ Worldwide CW. CQIR Contest. Following the success of the first CQIR contest held during the IRTS 75th anniversary celebrations in 2007, the Irish Society's committee at their last meeting discussed requests from at home and abroad for a repeat event. You may recall that this HF event celebrated the Irish diaspora overseas and gave an opportunity with those with green blood in their veins to enjoy a worldwide Irish contest. The committee decided to consider running the event every five years on a weekend close to St Patrick's Day, which would mean that the next event would be in March 2012, to coincide with the IRTS 80th anniversary celebrations. The committee will consider revising the rules based on lessons learned during the first event. If you have any suggestions or comments, please forward them to the contest manager. Thos EI2JD. Special event calls Beacon DX and Net Advice. WSPR Beacon on air from Africa. On Friday the 16th of October, the WSPR Beacon V53 ARC went online. RSGB News says the Beacon is working well and transmitting on the 80, 40, 30, 20, 17, 15, and 10 metre bands with 5 watts, and on 6 metres with 2 watts. It has been spotted already around the globe including VK, KH8, J, S and many other countries. It can be heard on each band every 16 minutes on the WSPR frequencies. Listen for W1ACB stroke US on 7045 and 14045 kHz in operating CW. It is a permanent station for the US Army Signal Corps and the British Royal Naval Signals of World War II. Go to qrz.com to view their World War II tower. They also operate on other bands from top band to 10 metres and can usually be heard on frequencies ending in 4.5. On the 31st of October, GB0BME will be on the air for Bancroft Mill Engine from Barnoldswick. The 1st of November sees two stations going on the air. GB4RN is the Royal Naval Amateur Radio Society station in Waterlooville and GB0AD is for Armistice Day and is stationed in Aberdeer. Bill Moore, NC1LAWL Awards Branch Manager, reports approved for DXCC credit. K4M Midway Island 2009 operation. T6AB Afghanistan 2008 and 2009 operation. T6AF Afghanistan current operation. TX3A Chesterfield Island 2009 operation. Finally a look at wireless weather. Big sunspot. The sun is showing signs of life. Sunspot 1029 emerged over the last weekend and is crackling with BNC class solar flares. The active region's magnetic polarity identifies it as a member of the new solar cycle 24. 
If its growth continues apace, Sunspot 1029 could soon become the biggest sunspot of 2009. In Ingham for VK1 WIA National News, where it's raining at the moment, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard through the Amateur Radio Victoria VK3BWI broadcast network each Sunday at 10.30am and 8pm on the two-metre repeaters VK3RMM at Mount Macedon and VK3RML Mount Dandenong, plus the 80, 40 and 30-metre bands. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. Special Interest Group News and we go rewinding with a look back in time of time. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. Worldwide Special Interest Group's internet, the hams domain. End of an era for early websites. A service that gave many people their very first taste of building and owning a web page is set to close. Yahoo owned GeoCities once boasted millions of users and was the third most popular destination on the web. The free site has since fallen out of fashion with users who have switched to social networks. Sites became unaccessible on October the 26th. However, many of the pages have been archived and will still be available to view via the non-profit Internet Archive Project. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio, Tassie Northwest and South team up for the horses. Wyson Tasmania South has developed a reputation for client-focused excellence and has promoted the capabilities of amateur radio generally through its involvement with Equine Endurance Riding. Providing communications, checkpoints and tracking initially for the Southern Tasmanian Endurance Riders and more recently for the Portland Endurance Riders in the St Helens area, Wyson has gradually been able to rid the title of The Sea Beers and be referred to as the Endurance Riding Community as The Amateur Radio Guys. The fame is spreading statewide. Wyson has now been asked to provide services for the Country Club State Championship to be held near La Trobe in late November. Two rides, one of 160 kilometres and the other 93 kilometres, starting at midnight and 5am respectively, and will be serviced. Given the location and the scope in terms of the span and distance, the capacity of Wyson would have to have been overstretched. More resources were needed. Coincidentally, the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club have been talking about getting into some Wyson-type activities. So it was very fortuitous that Roger VK7ARN, the Wyson Secretary, contacted David VK7DC, the Secretary of the CCARC, to inquire if they were interested in joining forces with Wyson South for the event. David responded within 24 hours after consulting with the CCARC committee with an affirmative. HAMS prepare for emergencies. IARU member societies and amateur radio emergency support groups around the world are getting ready for next month's global simulated emergency test. It will be on Saturday the 14th of November between 1800 and 2300 hours UTC on or near the Emergency Centre of Activity Frequencies on the 80, 40, 20, 17 and 15 metre bands. Now these frequencies are now listed in the band plans across the world. Global Set is not a contest but a training exercise in the handling of emergency communications and testing of equipment. It puts worldwide focus on the training that regularly occurs in some countries in preparation for the time when amateur radio plays its role in providing communications in times of emergency. For more details, check out the IARU Region 1 website under the Emergency Communications Working Group section. Rewind, a look back in history. Did you know WWV and WWVH? 
Today, most amateurs know that the radio stations WWV and WWVH broadcast time and frequency information 24 hours a day, seven days a week to millions of listeners worldwide. The ARRL letter says that the stations are administered by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. WWV is located in Fort Collins, Colorado, about 60 miles north of Denver. WWVH is located on the island of Kauai, Hawaii, on a 30-acre site near Kekaha Ekakolo Point. Both stations broadcast information that includes time announcements, standard time intervals, standard frequencies, UT1 time corrections, a BCD time code, geophysical alerts, marine storm warnings, and global positioning system GPS status reports. Most hams today think of WWV and WWVH as time stations, according to the QST editor, Steve Ford, WB8IMY, and that's only half true, as they really are time and frequency stations. The time signals that you hear are regulated by an atomic clock that uses the oscillations of cesium atoms as its standard. 91623617700 oscillations equals one second, wrote Ford in the June 1994 issue of QST. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. At the bottom of the news we are. I'm Graham VK4BB. We'll do it all again next week. As we leave you, it's a big cheerio call to all those taking part in the Queensland Sunshine Coast's October camp catch-up at Maidenwell Observatory. They've been there right through the weekend, and of course... In VK2, it's the Westlakes Amateur Radio Club's Westlakes Field Day. November 15 in VK4, Queensland Club's President's Lunch. And November 29, VK2, the final trash and treasure at VK2 WI. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1 WIA. We've reported... You decide.